today on CityCast Salt Lake. Across our expansive universe, the human race can agree on one single fact. Chicken tenders are delicious. Maybe you like vegan tenders or dark meat. Maybe you call them tendies just to be cute. Today, we are counting down the best options in the Valley with Salt Lake Tribune culture reporter Palak Jaiswal. She did a roundup of the best places to get your tender fix. Today's Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Palak, welcome back to CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you so much for having me back, Allie. My first question for you is like kind of silly, but how do you define a chicken tender? I think there's so much that goes into a chicken tender. I think there are different types of chicken tenders, okay? So um, there's like your regular chicken tender, right? You get at like a fast food place. It's dry breading, dipping sauce. But then there's other types of chicken tenders, which people might call boneless wings too, just like, you know, drizzled in sauce. So for me, a good chicken tender is... One that tastes good, period. I'm not picky, so. (laughs) Okay. Because when I think of chicken tenders, for me, I think of like shape, right? Like a boneless wing is round, a nugget is kind of an oval, and like a tender's long. That is a good way to think about it. I feel like (laughs) I would agree with that. But I also, like I said, I'm not picky. So anything that is smothered in sauce, I will eat. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you have such a Well, I was going to ask you why you have such a passion for these little nuggets, and I meant little nuggets in, like, the affectionate way, but now (laughs) I feel like I have to correct that. Why do you have such a passion for chicken tenders? I think chicken tenders are such a staple food, right? You go out to a restaurant, and you don't know what to order. You always go with chicken tenders and french fries, even if it's, like, on the kids' menu. It's just, like, one of those things that you can always go to. And I think for some people, it might even be a comfort food, right? So um, yeah, I think it's just like, it's this thing, it's like a staple um, in so many people's lives. So that's kind of why I'm fascinated with chicken tenders. (laughs) Well, people who listen to this show often also know that I do most of my eating after dark. (laughs) I have a lot of midnight meals. And so chicken tenders are also just like, they're such a like a nighttime meal to me. I, I rarely have a chicken tender in the middle of the day, but I could do it more often. Definitely. I feel like it's just like one of those foods you can eat anytime, any place, and it will satisfy, hopefully. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. If it's something I'm ordering at Brewvies, it's like probably a safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where's the best? Well, so the fun thing is the story that I did with my colleague, Stephanie Russell, we kind of split it into halves. So she has her own favorite and I have my own. Uh, My personal favorite is Chick Queen. Um, It's in the Chinatown supermarket in South Salt Lake. And we just talked about like what a chicken tender is defined as. So technically you could call these boneless chicken wings. I think that's what it's called on their menu too. Um, But they are consistently so good. So the thing about Chick Queen is they make them from scratch when you order. Like it's not just like, okay, we're going to throw these in the fryer and, you know, serve them out. They just make them from scratch. So it takes a little time when you place an order. But um, I usually go for the honey garlic chicken wings, the boneless ones. 
and they're just so good. I feel like, so with chicken tenders, chicken wings, chicken anything in this kind of category, you know, you want to have a good breading. It has to be not too thick. So, you know, when you take a bite, it's all breading and no chicken. And Mm, that's exactly what these ones are. And you can choose what kind of sauce goes with them. I usually go with the honey garlic. And so on top, they're kind of crunchy and saucy. And it's just like the perfect bite of chicken tender. Oh, that sounds good. So wait, are you you said saucy? Am I eating these with my hands or am I eating them with a fork? Mm, I guess it kind of depends. I think um, pre-COVID for me personally, I was all for like getting into like getting yeah. your hands dirty, especially with like chicken wings, right? Um, now I try to eat them with a fork because I I don't know. You just you're in yeah. public, right? So, um, right. <laughs> but if you take them home, hell yeah, eat them, <laughs> eat them with your fingers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. Throw them on a bed of lettuce. Go wild. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Chinatown is not necessarily where I would go to get a chicken tender. Like I think it's not the first place I would charge to. How did you discover Chick Queen? Funny story. So Stephanie and I were actually working on a story about the Chinatown supermarket, you know, what they offered and stuff. And we hadn't gone into that assignment with thoughts of, oh, we're going to eat a bunch of food while we're there reporting on this. Seems naive, but okay. <laughs> um, and then we kind of fell upon this place and um, they the owner of the shop was one of the only owners around when we went. And so we were like, okay, we'll eat here. And I just like fell in love with it. And I have lived in that area my entire life in Utah, and I just never knew it was there. And so it's kind of one of those not so hidden gems probably now that we've reported on it, but um, it's just so good and it's so underrated. Yeah. In this reporting journey, what were some of the runners up? So for me, I really liked Mr. Charlie's Chicken Fingers. They have locations in Murray and in Draper. This one is kind of controversial. As we found out on Twitter, Stephanie and I put out a poll and people were either very for Mr. Charlie's or against it. Um, I liked it because you can choose fried or grilled chicken tenders or you can do half and half. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's like you I wouldn't... never want a grilled chicken tender. I'm going to be real. But exactly. But those people are out there and I, I respect them. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cool. I mean, definitely not for me. I agree. But I think um, for people who might want that option, it's really great. And it's kind of this like southernish place. You know, it comes with um, a bunch of sides and stuff like that. But what really got me was the breading. So it looks burnt. Like when you order them, you're like, they burn my chicken tenders. And then you take a bite into it and it's actually pretty good. Like it doesn't taste burnt. It's just super crispy and like a nice, like exactly what you want from breading. You know, it's not super hard to bite into. It's not super soft. It's just like that perfect amount of crispiness. So yeah, yeah, that was one of the runners up. And then my second one was probably... um, (laughs) Very random. Uh, It's a Cinemark at Jordan Landing, um, a Mm. movie theater. And Mm -hmm. I wrote about this in the article. Like, I don't think there's an exact science to making a perfect chicken tender. But these 
these movie theater employees have got the magic. They fry those those chicken tenders perfectly every time. And you just pull them apart and the chicken is white and perfectly cooked. And it's so good. So you wouldn't expect like going to a movie theater and finding really good chicken tenders, but I really love them. And when you're not feeling the whole salty popcorn thing, I think it's perfect. Yeah. I wonder if there are like emerging movie theater chicken tender wars because I went to the Megaplex recently and they have chicken tenders on the menu now, the one at the gateway. Oh, wow. And then I'm pretty sure Bruvies has a fried chicken, like a chicken tender too, although I almost often get, always get mozzarella sticks there. But, um, you know, we're veering away from popcorn. <laughs> okay, can I throw one into the mix? Absolutely. If you go to the Crack Shack at 9th and 9th, which a lot of people have a lot of feelings about, including I know. Me. I was going to say, Allie, this is very controversial. <laughs> I know, because actually when, when your colleague Stephanie Russell was on the show, we said, no Crack Shack, bring back Maza. But now I've turned a corner <laughs> because Crack Shack has what they are calling chicken oysters and they're chicken tenders. Like they're, I would say, more the nugget shape, more of a boot shape, um, but they're dark meat. Ooh. Right. So if like at Thanksgiving, you're a dark meat enthusiast, the chicken oysters at the Crack Shack are for you. Wow. I've been to the Crack Shack, but I can't remember what I got exactly, but I did <laughs> Not a good sign. I did, <laughs> did not enjoy it, but I think I might have to go back and try this new thing. Yeah. And then of course, I just have to say like you didn't mention Pretty Bird which is definitely a fan favorite in the Valley. Definitely. Stephanie is actually the one who hit up Pretty Bird. We divided like all of these chicken places and she loved it. So um, I think I think the only downside to Pretty Bird that I can see personally is just the cost, right? Like um, you want chicken tenders and you want them to be good, but also you don't want to pay an exuberant amount of money for three chicken tenders, right? And so, no. and that's something that came up with a couple of these other places too. Um, I think Charlie, Mr. Charlie's chicken fingers is really good, but same thing. They, they're kind of expensive and not that many chicken fingers. And the bottom of my list, which uh, is probably going <laughs> to raise. Oh, my goodness. Brave of you to, to go there, but let's go there. What's the bottom? It's Raising Cane's. I think they are <gasps> awful. Awful. <laughs> and there are so many locations popping up in Utah, which, I mean, good for them. But, like, I just am not for it. I've eaten there two to three times. And every single time, at different locations, too, right? I'm not going to the same location. The pro side of Raising Cane's, it's open late. Everyone is looking yeah. for late food in Utah. The mm -hmm. downside, it's just not that good. Like, every time I've eaten there, the breading has been soggy. Who wants to eat a chicken tender with soggy breading? No one. Not me. That's actually the worst thing that can happen when you bite into a chicken tender. So, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm not the biggest fan. I know they're like a huge contender in the chicken tender game here in Utah now, but not for me. And I think they're like, they have this special sauce, right? I think it's called cane sauce. For Utahns, like, honestly, I think it's just like an elevated, in quotation marks, version of fry sauce. Like, they just put a bunch of uh, extra spices in there. It's just fry sauce, but fancy fry sauce. So, I don't know. Wow. I mean, someone had to say it. Thank you for your bravery. <laughs> I know the chicken, the Raising Cane's fans are going to hate me for that, but yeah, I took one for we, the team. We will not be sharing your handle in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> What's missing from Salt Lake's chicken 
tender game? I think someplace that is consistent is what is mm. missing. Um, I would argue that Chick Queen is probably the closest to being consistent, but like, Again, it goes back to like, is there like an actual science to how long you fry them or, you know, at what temperature or whatever? Um, I just think you can go to X amount of chicken tender places and have a different experience than whatever I had or Stephanie had or even you had. So we need a place that is consistent all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, though, I'm like, is it the place that's inconsistent or is it us? Because similar to like how we can be moody as humans like some days I bite into a really crispy chicken tender and I'm like too crispy (laughs) that is a very good point I think the chicken tender experience is unique to everyone and that is the main takeaway (laughs) you just have to find the chicken tender that meets your moment yes absolutely Palak thank you so much for chatting through this with me. Such a blast. And now I'm very hungry. Yes, I am too. Thanks so much for having me. It's always fun to be on the show. A little news before we go. Speaking of places, I really like to get chicken tenders. I opened up Fox 13 today to learn that about a dozen Bruvies Ogden employees are on strike right now. Things are status quo at the Salt Lake location, but the Ogden Movie Theater's marquee currently reads, now playing, employees on strike due to unsafe working conditions. It's in the wake of a break-in that happened last Friday. Someone smashed window glass to get in and stole a cash register drawer. But employees say this is just the final straw, among other issues that make them feel unsafe at work, including a dangerous grill in the kitchen. This feels timely after the nonprofit Oxfam recently reported that Utah ranks 44th in the nation for workers. One of the reasons cited for that is our right to work laws, which get in the way of collective bargaining. Just 5.9% of Utahns are represented by unions, and only 4.5% of us are paying union dues. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. I ran into a lot of listeners this past weekend out and about in Salt Lake City. It was so nice to meet you and your very good dogs. If you haven't already, please leave us a little review in Apple Podcasts. It helps so much. I'd also be thrilled if you shared the show with a friend. Most importantly, thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye! Bye!